Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's Wendy Sellers, the HR lady. I am here with my co-host, JC. Aloha, and welcome to the Friday episode. (laughs) We are finishing up our five-part series on best practices in employment law, and we have a very special guest, Hillary Johns here. Hey, Hillary. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we have, um, we don't have that much time left, but I have like 900 questions. So I'm only going to ask a few. So the one thing that I know JC is, you know, dying to ask you about because it's intriguing is about the California signed assembly bill five ab5 so jc what are your questions over there yeah you know it officially came into effect ladies and gentlemen january 1st 2020 ab5 was designed to reclassify certain gig workers as employees and primarily targeted organizations like uber lyft and doordash and regarding ab5 lawsuits the supreme court weighed in june 30th 2022 and in that moment they decided not to review the case so the court of appeals for the ninth circuit jumped in and that ninth u.s circuit court of appeals based in san francisco ruled that AB5 is unconstitutional, and they argued that it unfairly singles out uh, app-based transportation companies while excluding various other industries. Now, the CTA case is expected to have deadlines that will come into play later this fall. In the bigger picture, in the realm of all that is AB5, who is a worker, who is a contractor, who is a subcontractor, who do I pay benefits to? The entire thing is so confusing, and there's been so much in the news since 2019. Hillary, could you just help detangle this real quick? Yeah. And I just want to have before you jump in. So this is like Uber, Lyft, DoorDash. And and I guess my question is, so it's a California situation, but is it does it affect the entire country? I think it does. I, I think you have to be I, I think the lessons learned, what you're learning from what's going on in California, you should apply to other states, mm-hmm. uh, particularly if you're talking about states that have you know, such as New York that have similar laws or a a district like the district of Columbia. I think you're going to be looking at that. Uh, What I also see is you're, I I do think you're going to have some interesting areas of the law. For example, what was happening in entertainment and a lot of interest is you hire a day worker, right? You know, you'd hire someone to be on set for three days or two days and they're there all day. They're under the total control of the employer because that's part of the test or was part of the test. By the way, they also have the Borello case that came out in 1989. So that still applies. So those are still factors that are set. That is good law. Uh, I, I mean, you have these people who come on set or these seasonal workers, you know, typically for Halloween, one of my favorite holidays, tomorrow. Or, uh, you know, Christmas was another one. You know, they had or summer worker. You know, people are there for a specific period of time. Do do they fall into that if they're, they're just here four hours a day? Or they're or, just here for- Or Hillary, even truckers, trucking companies, and the reclassification of owner-operators as employees to the uh, larger firms that they're working for, right? Yeah, they are. And it's because we represent trucking companies, and they're calling us going, what do we do? Because are they all employees? Are they all in I'm like, nope, they're all employees. Part of it is a degree of control. You guys got to remember that you, you, it's something to focus on. An Uber driver arguably can just turn on their app and do whatever they want to do. And, you know, that, that maybe, maybe, and again, the law is, 
I, I'm telling all my clients, what's the law today? Particularly when the pandemic hit, what's the law today may not be the law next week. Right. right tomorrow. And Bingo. It, and it is rapidly changing. And that's why we have monitoring services. Governor Newsom, other governors are, you know, signing bills that are going into effect. So literally, I mean, if you remember in about April, it, Mar- about March to May or June of 20, July of 2020, there were just new directives coming out all the time. But the degree of control over a worker, for example, if you're on set for eight hours, just one day, but you're there to work, and if you don't, you're not going to get paid or you're going to get fired, you technically could be classified as an employee. That was the mistake a lot of these people are making. They're going, good, I don't have to pay the benefits if they get injured on set. It's not my problem. It's um, those kind of things you really need to pay attention to. So an employer having control, if you're, again, an employer giving instructions is not a problem. But, you know, again, remote workers, it's not as difficult. But if they're saying you can be an independent contractor, but I expect you to be here from 8 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock at night and you're going to nope. work late and you're not going to get overtime, you're going to get no meal breaks, you know, if you do it's on your own time, which is the law anyway. Hillary, but, you know, it, is it really that way on the set of every Marvel Cinematic Universe film that you've, you're representing? No, I'm kidding. I don't know if they're a client of yours. <laughs> I'm trying to get some good juice out of you, though. This I is know, great. I can't, I can't give any juice. I can't oh. give any juice. Hey, well, I want to switch gears real quick here. And I want to talk about the fact that you you uh, do pro-, pro bono work and that, you know, you really help the military and military people out. So talk to us about that. Um, I've been involved with the ABA's uh, pro bono military projects for over 20 years. And I, regardless of how you feel about our, our, poli- our, our, our politics and our presidents and, you know, military in general, I mean, you know, they, they make people work in the military do make huge sacrifices. They really do. I mean, they, they, some of them risk their lives, but, you know, sacrifice their lives, their families, their kids. And so I, I just feel it's my responsibility to give back. And they have these super programs where you can advise military families or military personnel or JAG and advise them on areas of the law. If they have a legal question, you know, I'm available to help. So I've been doing that for years and I, once I continue doing it and we advise and, you know, a lot of military families don't, you know, it, it's lawyers aren't cheap and you know, they aren't. I mean, they really aren't. When you look at what we charge, it's like Jesus, but then you realize what goes into it. I mean, there are lawyers in L.A. that charge more than fifteen hundred dollars an hour, not us. But I mean, it is they do. And it's a lot. And anything I can do to give back in that regard, I'm happy to do. I, I really I'm very proud of being involved in that. And it, it's the American Bar Association has really put together a good organization, you know, just with Excellent. the officers and the presentations and the people are really committed to doing them. Well, thank you so much for doing that. JC is a military vet. I um, volunteer myself at, in the with military, helping veterans who are coming out of the military to uh, get jobs. And uh, I don't agree with everything that our military does, but I, I'm on the same side as you of like, hey, uh, agree or not, they're doing a lot of things. And like we can say here, we have a military vet with us. So thank you, JC, for serving. We appreciate it. You have some uh, statistics you want to sh- share, JC? In 2022, lawyers globally spent an average of 33 hours on pro bono work. This amounted to 3.5 million hours of free legal support. And Wendy, I think you had some stats about businesses with more than 100 workers, didn't you? 
Yeah, and this is a reason, folks, why you need to have an appointment attorney that knows your industry, knows your state, states, if there's multiple, and knows, you know, your business as one of your BFFs, because 5% of businesses with more than 100 workers have been sued for some type of discrimination in the workplace. Doesn't mean they all won, but the process is incredibly, incredibly uh, painful. With that said, Hillary Johns, thank you so much for uh, you know telling us all this information. I seriously think we could probably do this once a month because you are so full of information. What is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Email me at the office, Hillary at HillaryTrialLawyers.com. You can welcome to view our website at HillaryTrialLawyers.com. We're happy to help in four states. Or if we can't, we can refer you to someone who can Thank you so much. Also, one last thing I did want to say for our military vet that is on today, JC. If you are looking for a quick and enlightening way to start your day, consider checking out JC's daily podcast, Interesting Things with JC. The podcast lasts two to five minutes and is perfect for fitting into your busy, busy work week. It is hilarious most of the time, very, very insightful, and it covers everything all over the world. You can easily find it on all plat- podcast platforms or by visiting his website, jimconnors.net. We hope this information has been helpful. Thanks for joining us. Take care, everyone. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast. Brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.